Hello and welcome back to another episode of Thoughts of Laura. Last week I talked about how to build and stick to habits using the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. So if you missed that episode, go give it a listen. It's a really thorough summation of the book if you don't actually have time to read it. (laughs) As I'm sure you know, this Sunday is Valentine's Day. This year, instead of doing something very focused on relationships, I thought that I would do an episode about a different kind of love, friend love, um, for Valentine's Day. So I asked you guys on Instagram what you preferred, and the idea of it was really prevailing was talking about childhood friendships and how they change over time. So I decided to bring on two of my oldest and closest friends, Amelia and Colleen, who I have known since the fourth grade. Our relationship has changed a lot over time. Amelia and Colleen have been friends basically since birth, and I met them in fourth grade and kind of jumped onto their little group. Um, And we were really close for, you know, late elementary, middle school years, and then drifted apart in high school. And now in college, in our later years of college, we have really come back together. So we have a lot of experience in the way that (laughs) friendships change over the years because our friendship has definitely changed a lot. So without further ado, I'm going to get right into this episode and we will talk with them. Welcome, Amelia and Colleen to the Thoughts of Laura podcast. I'm very excited to have you guys here. So Valentine's Day is next Sunday. So we're going to be talking a little bit about love, but not just romantic love, friend love. Um, So like I said in the intro, Amelia and Colleen and I have been friends since the fourth grade. And Amelia and Colleen have been friends for even longer than that, pretty much since the womb. Um, (laughs) So... Our friendships have all changed a lot over the years, I would say. It's true. Yeah, we all were very close in, you know, end of elementary, middle school, and through the high school years, we drifted apart a bit because we were all in different places. But now, actually, I would say kind of thanks to the pandemic, um, we started doing bi-weekly wine nights, which we had never, ever thought of doing anything like that before. Um but now it's a regular thing. Yeah, I don't even think we ever hung out that frequently before ever before either. Or talked frequently, yeah. Yeah, it's like we didn't talk for like a good seven years basically or like every so often within those seven years and then it's like senior year of college, let's pull it back together. (laughs) It all came back together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we still talked a good bit like freshman year of high school, I would say, but like after that, it yeah we were all in just like such different places and we just didn't really speak much um but yeah and now we're doing this really regularly which is really fun and i'm glad we're still doing it especially since now that we're in college colleen is now here at uga with me um but amelia is not here so to get started i guess let's just talk a little bit about what friendship and what a good friend meant to you when when you were younger, like, you know, through like the middle school years, maybe even high school and how that's maybe different than how you view friendship now. 
That's a tough question. I feel like when I was younger, it wasn't, I wasn't like choosy or I feel like whoever was near me, I was just like, yep, you're my friend. I'm going to talk to you and you're going to be my best friend. You know, mm -hmm. I definitely feel like when I was younger, I think I was obviously, I mean, obviously I think most people when they're younger are a lot less secure in who they are because you're young, you don't know who you are. So I think I had to like, I felt like I need to overdo it so that like everyone would like me. And it was like very important to me to be like, no one for no one to like dislike me. That was like super important. And so in terms of like friends, I think I felt like, oh, I'm friends with everyone. And that was like really important, even though I didn't register that. And I think now that doesn't matter to me as much. I think it still obviously matters a little bit, but I think now I think I really, feel more comfortable in having a smaller, really strong group of friends. Although I would still say I have a very large group of people who I hang out with. Well, not during COVID, but like in, you know, normal times. <laughs> but I think because I feel more confident in who I am, I'm not as worried about like making people like me, even though, you know, that's still something to work <laughs> on. <laughs> I definitely I think I relate to that I feel like especially when I was younger I very much had this idea in my head about like being popular being important mm. um yeah and I think like as I've I've gotten older I very much let go of that idea um it, it's mm -hmm. interesting too because for those of you that don't know Amelia Amelia is like the ultimate extrovert <laughs> it's true <laughs> Ultimate extrovert. <laughs> Where Colleen and I are a little more on the introverted side. Um, so I feel like our perspectives on friendships are a little different in that way too, because like I've gotten more introverted as, as I've gotten older and my friend group gets like almost like smaller and smaller. And I, so interesting. I like it that way. No, I definitely <laughs> agree with that. <laughs> I'm much more picky now picky with my close friends like I'll be friendly and nice to other people but I'm gonna be I'm more picky with who I choose to spend my time with than mm. I was when I was little and I think it was I agree with what you guys were saying with the whole I wanted to be liked by everybody so I would just be whatever people needed me to be basically mm. <laughs> I think like on that line of conversation I feel like when I was younger too because I feel like something that is similar now is I still I like to be friends with everyone. And I think I'll just always be that way. But I think now I don't, I don't feel as naive in like trusting someone who's like, oh, I'm just going to be your friend, but really be mean to you. Like now I don't really take that anymore. So I would say my, I would say I'm still very friendly with everyone unless you're like really not nice. And then I'm not going to pretend like I still like you. Like I maybe would have done when I was younger. Yeah. I definitely see that for you, I would say. <laughs> You're a very naturally trusting person. You do tend to it's true. always be the best in people where sometimes there are things like that to me would be more obvious that like this person said this, but that's not really what they mean. Mm -hmm. like that's not actually their intentions with you. And because you're so naturally trusting, you always you've always tended to assume that yes this person really does love you care about you and is going to treat you oh yeah or that like 
Or that if I tell them like, hey, that really hurt my feelings, they're going to change. And that's not always true either. So I think that, but I think that's like a huge just learning over time as you get older. Like I think no one's going to be born and be like, you're evil. I know. <laughs> but yeah, I think that and also forgiveness, like learning when to no longer forgive, when to just let go of that friendship because it's no longer serving you. I think like that has also been a learning and like positive growing part of having friends and who are your friends and stuff. Yeah. I think one of the big things has changed for me as I've gotten older is like kind of similar, I guess what Colleen was saying that like, you were just kind of friends with the people that were around you, especially like mm-hmm. the school that we went to. Millie and Colleen went to this school all the way up until high school. Um, I came in in fourth grade. That's when we became friends. And then from fourth to eighth grade, I was there and it was a very small school. So you kind of were pretty much just friends with the people around you because that group was so small. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Couldn't be that picky. Um, but I've become a lot more intentional and conscious with my relationships and I've kind of had to learn that you're not just like friends with people because of proximity. Like you have to actually like, you have to put an effort to be friends and they have to put an effort to be friends. It is something that you have to think about and work towards. Mm-hmm. Now that you're not going to school like every day with the same people and going to class with them, it is like, it's more of an effort to stay in contact with people, which was hard for me when I first went to college or it was hard for me because I was never somebody who was good at like communicating with people <laughs> or texting them or reaching out. So like what you're saying, like, I totally get that. Like, yeah, I mean, I, that's what I was saying. It's proximity thing, but like it, it takes work to be friends with people. <laughs> yeah. I think also though, especially when you've grown up with someone, like the three of us have grown up together and really like become women together, you know, you like really learn who really is going to put in the effort because you have the benefit of time. Like you've known them for so long. You're like, oh yeah, after all this time, they're still putting in the effort. Like they're still going to text me and check in on me. And like, I think it's harder when you just meet someone because you're going to have to like give them the benefit of the doubt, even if they don't, you know, give the same effort at the beginning. I think the um, benefits of our friendship for the three of us is just the like length of time we've known each other and the history we have together. So even though we didn't really talk for a long time, it doesn't really matter now because we've built that foundation mm-hmm. from the beginning. Yeah, I think that's something that's really special about like childhood friendships. Um, Cause even though I met you guys when I was older than when you guys met, obviously, um, we went through those like really difficult years in everyone's life when, you know, yeah hormones start and you know people start liking other people and with other people and you're figuring out who you are your priorities are all out of whack and you're just living from day to day not knowing what's going on Mm -hmm. go through all of those really tough times you know like when you're those the friends in middle school where you see each other you know, break down over like your first crushes and stuff that don't work out the way you want. (laughs) 
those experiences and like all the time because we danced together so all the time that we spent together like we saw each other literally at our worst moments I don't think I've had worse moments than me in middle school oh I think that was (laughs) everyone I think everyone can agree to that one (laughs) (laughs) yeah but like seeing each other at all those worst worst moments like we that like bonds you in a way oh yeah for sure yeah I feel like that's why we're able to get that friendship back now even though we drifted I was gonna say like one other thing that I think like through talking about this that has changed a lot over the years is like my confidence and like feeling of not being worried about like losing a friend to somebody else because in high in middle school when Laura came I was like so upset because I was like oh my god she's gonna take away my best friend like and I can only have like one best friend and like she's gonna ruin it or whatever and now I'm like oh my god we all have friends we all have best friends like (laughs) who gives a fuck like it doesn't matter I feel like that was also a weird thing in middle school where it was like you had one best friend or you hadn't like there was the one popular group with the best friends but then there were also people I was always confused I always felt like there was like a soulmate one best friend and then I grew up a little bit and realized there's not like a one best friend I remember at my old school I had a friend who when she first said this I was like in shock and I really hated it but there is some truth to it she said something about how like she said, like, I have different friends for different reasons or, and for different, like, gains. And, like, it's, like, sat weirdly with me at first. But I think there is some truth to that. I mean, I think what you're saying, or I think, like, my mom, our mothers, you know, advice from the mothers. She once said to me, you know, like, your fr- like not every friend needs to be there, be yeah, the every- same kind of friend. Right. Like some friends you're going to be friends with because of proximity. Some friends you're going to be there with, you're going to be friends with because like you really love each other and care about each other. Some friends you're going to be friends with because you work together. And like, that's the extent of your friendship. Not every friendship has to be as deep or as surface level as another one, but that doesn't make it as like better or worse necessarily because you kind of need all those kinds of friends to fill your life. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. And I think that's, a really hard thing to understand when you're little because I know I like because we butted heads over that kind of stuff a lot in middle mm-hmm. school because you know you felt like like that was a possibility like I was is- very possessive let's just say it like that flat out <laughs> it was just possessive over Colleen well I mean it that would be scary you know if you not like I said that's not something that could have ever happened because you guys have been friends for so long that it literally could not have happened but like if it had like that would have been a very very upsetting thing but like when you're like I know I definitely I never felt like I had like a best friend Mm. And that was something that I struggled with for a very long time because I felt like I should have a best friend. Mm. I should have someone like you guys were to each other from birth, but pretty much, you know, that is my number one go-to person that will always be there no matter what and that nobody else can compare to. Mm-hmm. And I never had that. Yeah. I think, I mean, I would say it's definitely like a lucky thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think everyone gets to have 
I would say I'm very like grateful. And then I'm also just like very grateful to have like a third little piece in there, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, like that just makes it a little more spacey, a little more fun. Like <laughs> yeah. a little bit of space. <laughs> now it's, it balances out a lot because we all have like different personalities and we all like, we understand each other in different ways. But when you're younger, a group of three is difficult. Oh yeah, I would say a group of three is like the hardest then because you there's always one person who's left out right yeah. it's like the sidewalk thing there's already always somebody off on the grass <laughs> well, yeah <laughs> yeah so i feel like that's a I, I think that's very true that different people are in your life for different reasons um and you don't have to be equally close to them i still feel like you guys are definitely like one of my closest relationships even mm-hmm. though like there were years of our lives where we like didn't talk and there were people that I was quote unquote closer with or whatever at the mm-hmm. time. But I feel like those are always the strongest relationships, honestly, the ones where you can like pick back up whenever, you know, it doesn't oh, yeah. like, you don't feel like you have to constantly every week be like, Hey, how are you? You know, mm-hmm. you can just FaceTime in them and then be like, this is what's happened. And I need to tell you everything that's happened <laughs> in my life in the past month. <laughs> Yeah, you have that comfortableness and confidence in your relationship. It's not about to just disappear if you don't talk. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about love, just like the feeling of love. In terms of love that was not romantic, I would say I had a lot of love as a kid, like from my family and from my friends. So I would say that love I was very comfortable and confident in in sharing that my family was very emotional (laughs) and very physically um, affectionate. So I would say we showed our love very physically and like hugs and cuddles and we would tell each other we loved each other all the time. So I would definitely say I was very happy and like confident in my sharing of love. And I would say I'm still very like that now. Yeah, I like, I mean, my family's loving, but we don't, we're not like the the kind of people who say I love you constantly. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's just a cultural thing for us or what, Um, because I do think very like, at least from outside of America, it definitely seems like very big displays of love and affection Mm -hmm. and saying I love you all the time, that sort of thing. feels very American. I feel like a lot of other places are more reserved, even though they feel those feelings and they might tell you sometimes, but not all the time. (laughs) Um, I feel like I've always felt, even though like I love my friends, um, I always have felt a little almost like funny, like saying it and being affectionate. Like, you know, I'm probably the least affectionate of the three of us. Yeah, probably. Maybe you and Colleen are similar. It's not because I dislike affection necessarily, but it's just not as natural to me. Like I'm not the friend that goes and like cuddles all up on you and it's like all over you. And like, that's just, I can't, I can't like bring myself to do it. (laughs) I will do it for you. Yes, you always do. (laughs) (laughs) I know this isn't related to the question fully, but 
this reminded me of some a conversation we were having the other day. Um, I don't know if it was just Amelia and I or all three of us, but how when I was little, I always thought that my parents like didn't love each other as much as like Amelia's parents did because they were their like love language was physical touch. And I never saw my parents, I barely saw them kissing. Um, but my dad's love language is very different than like what your dad's would be, or you know, like mm -hmm. and I found that really like when I was little, I just did not understand there's different ways to show you love people <laughs> than just hugging and kissing and saying that you love them love languages are so important like romantically and also just like with friends and stuff mm -hmm. big time what are your love languages my love language is physical touch and words of affirmations <laughs> big shocking yeah really shocking that's mine it's the time one quality time quality time mine, mine is quality time i think mine is um acts of service and quality time i didn't realize we were all different in our number ones yeah no acts of service is a big one like if you know i'm really like stressed out i have a lot going on like something like washing the dishes for me mm cooking dinner or like making sure it's neat when I get home like those sorts of things go a long way for me mm. I really appreciate stuff like that but I would say if you're not like touching me every like every like you know if you're not like you know your hand I love my hair being played with that's like a huge sign of people like showing your love or rubbing my back or even just like, I like to like be really close to people mm -hmm. that I'm close with. <laughs> Not everyone, but <laughs> my like people I love or like my boyfriend that's definitely like, if he, if, if we're not like physically touching within like a good 10 minutes, I'm like, is everything okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> is it okay? But his love language is also physical touch. So it's like very telling when there's something going on between us because we're neither of us will be touching and it's like so then when we're long distance it's super hard because we can't like show that daily easy just like little touch or like tap or whatever it is kiss on the cheek long distance you have to like communicate <laughs> that's so much harder that's interesting that you both have the same love language i feel like that's pretty rare yeah, I would say it's very lucky because it's much easier this way. And his second is words of affirmation as well. Wow. Yeah, if if Colleen and I had a dollar for every time that Amelia asked us to play with her hair or rub her Yeah, but you guys have nice nails. Laura, <laughs> you both have nice nails and it feels nice. Oh my god. You're good at communicating it when you want physical touch, like if we're watching a movie. That's yeah. true. I'm not good at that kind of stuff. The same way, like, I feel like almost like sometimes even if I like want to give like physical affection, like it's just not natural to me. Like mm -hmm. even if I have like the urge to like cuddle up on a friend or something, like most of the time I, w I won't do it because I just can't, I can't bring oh. it. Wow. No, I definitely, well, I would say I'm really good at doing it when I'm happy about it. If I'm feeling like upset and I need it, I have a very difficult time communicating that. So like, if I'm like, oh, I just want, you know, you to play with my hair because it will feel nice. It's very different than me actually being able to say like, I'm really not doing well right now. Like I need a hug. 
even though a hug may be what makes me feel better. It's like, a, it's admitting to needing assistance, even if you're like, really, I think that's a difficult one for me. Yeah. What are some of the most important qualities in a friend to you? Somebody who's considerate. That's like my biggest pet peeve, people who don't care about other people or think about their feelings or... <laughs> That's what I was going to say, caring. I feel like it sounds so simple, but it's not for some people. <laughs> well, that requires you to think of more than just yourself. And for some people, that's not natural to them. It doesn't come easily. Right. Yeah, it's surprisingly rare. Um, I definitely like, yeah, that's definitely a big one. Um, I think being able to really listen and retain like things that they really care about. So like really caring about things that they also care about, even if you don't like care about it in the same way, caring in like hearing about it and like making them feel like what they're doing is important by like listening because I think if if you're just kind of like oh yeah let's talk about what I like to do now you know that's not really like acknowledging their worth I think and what they're doing or what they're really excited about so I think that's also really important to me yeah just like active listening is a big thing active listening that's the a one lot of people listen just to talk mm -hmm. Like they're not really listening to what you're saying. They're already mm -hmm. thinking about what they're going to say. Mm -hmm. um, and that can be really, really frustrating. I, yeah, it really bugs me when I like check on people or like I ask questions and stuff, you know, like seeing how they are, like what's up with them and like they are not doing it back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's just really, it's when you're like putting in so much effort. It's like when you always text someone first. It's like you're realizing, oh, this person isn't really taking time out of their day to think about me. They're only doing it because I'm thinking about them. And like, that's, I think, realizing where the like deepness of your friendship really is. Yeah. That's, that's hard too because it's hard to know especially like if you've been friends with someone for like a longer time mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes relationships you've had for a while they fizzle mm -hmm. you know like you guys go in different directions in life but like being able to recognize when to like let it go and stuff mm -hmm. is really hard. that's so hard well it's a loss yeah it also I think is hard because it's not like a loss like someone's died because when someone dies, they're not choosing to forget about you. They're not choosing to not talk to you. But when a friend is like not, not reaching out, not really like putting in the effort, it's like, oh, well, they're deciding that I'm not worth it. My relationship with them isn't worth it. And that's a definitely a loss. Yeah. Even if it can be for the better sometimes, like you don't really need that person in your life. They're not really like, giving you joy or like serving you in a positive way but I always find it hard to not like hold a grudge in that kind of situation a little bit because like I'm like I'm hurt about it you know and it's like yeah sometimes that's kind of stuff naturally happens and maybe you're meant to leave my life at this point but like 
yeah i just feel like that's like that's hurtful and i'm like why did like why did you just like stop caring about our friendship Mm. i feel like for me it's hard because i mean obviously i think it always is important to reach out to people but i think it i've talked about this with laura before i think it is hard because i think at least for me personally i have gone through phases where i think that people don't want to talk to me so i don't talk to them because i think that i'm annoying them if that makes sense Mm. so it's hard to know when somebody is not reaching out to you because they don't want to be or because they don't think that they should be if that makes sense yeah i think like when you can really tell is once you initiate it if they say to you like I've just been going through a lot or, you know, they like share something that's a little vulnerable. That's telling you like they weren't in a space to like reach out to you. You know, it wasn't really about our friendship. It wasn't about me. You know, it was about like this person and what they're experiencing that maybe you don't know about. But then at the same time, it's like, I think your a friendship has to be pretty like deep rooted for that also to work because if they're just more surface like if they're just proximity friendships like oh yeah like we go to class together yeah it's harder to tell that way yeah i feel like i've struggled with this a lot but we've talked about this before too um because i feel like i'm the friend that people like think i don't need them because i'm not mm-hmm. i'm not very good at always like saying that I do need somebody mm-hmm. um, and I do tend to be very independent that's just my personality I do and I can handle most things on my own but like that doesn't mean that it's not like still nice to have someone check on me mm-hmm. have someone there without me that goes back to the acts of service thing you know I like having someone recognize that, oh like maybe she would appreciate a little help or something mm-hmm. without me having to turn around and beg you for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I come off as the friend that doesn't really need anybody. Mm. Um, and it took me a long time to realize that maybe that's why the majority of my friends don't reach out very frequently because they perceive me as like not needing them. Mm. Mm-hmm. This is very accurate. I hung out with Hannah the other day and somehow you came up, Lord. I mean, because like I hang out with you a lot because you're a really good friend of mine. You came up and Hannah was like, I feel like Laura just has her entire life together. And I was like, yeah, yes, she really does. That is, I mean, that is facts. <laughs> so yeah, I do agree. Everybody perceives you that way. <laughs> so like nobody has their life together as much as they do. But I mean, I guess I'm just like very good at like giving that off even if it's not true. Right. Well, I think you, you're able to give off a very strong sense of confidence in yourself and who you are and what you want. And I don't think you're afraid to go after that. So then I think that is, that can be, it can be intimidating, I think, to be like, oh, well, she's got it going on. Like, I can't even live up to that, you know? But then I think when you're really friends with someone, you know that that's not the case. You know, like you really have to break the barrier down to get to that point. I think for a lot of people, it's not, obviously not just you. But I think like, once you really become friends with someone, you'll know like, well, this is what they need. 
eventually, you know, it's just like when you start dating someone, you don't, you're not going to know all of these things in the beginning and then you learn and then you adjust like what you say, not, not changing yourself, but you just, you come to understand who they are and what they need in different times. It's true. Okay. Or it's just a boss ass bitch. <laughs> we are all boss ass bitches. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. So, um, to wrap up here, I think we should all go around and say our favorite thing about each other. Okay. I would say one of my favorite things about Laura is her persistence to keep our friendship. I think I've just been really, really grateful for the amount of times she has reached out to me and I guess also Colleen, but I'll talk specifically for myself. And I think I didn't always, I think I definitely used to take it for granted how much effort you put into keeping our relationship going. Cause I think I definitely used to, I mean, I think in high school I had a lot of resentment from middle school, you know, that shouldn't have been there, but it was. And I think you really kept pushing past that, which is really admirable. And I'm like very grateful for your dedication to like keeping our friendship strong and like, look where it is now. It's so great. Like I call you guys when I'm like sobbing and I'm like, what do I do? And like, you know, so that's, I think I just really appreciate that a lot because I don't think I really ever told you that before. So thank you. That's one of my favorite things about Laura. Do I say, can I say the Laura thing now? Are we saying one person or is one person saying? Yeah, Colleen, go. Okay, well, mine's related. I mean, it ties in because I also agree. I think I really, I think I really, I really do appreciate and love how much you try for our relationship because I do not think that we would be here without you. Um, You're here. Because we wouldn't be friends if you weren't, you know what I'm saying. Um, (laughs) But what came to my mind first was how driven you are. I think every time I like leave hanging out with you, I'm like inspired to be better. <laughs> like in every aspect of my life, I'm like, I need to be a better friend. I need to be a better person to myself. I need to be better. Like, I just need to be better. I need to be, like get on Laura's level. <laughs> I wrote I wrote about that in my card to you, Laura, about how you're always like trying new things. You're always trying to like improve on things you're already working on. You're always like shooting for like the goal that you dreamt of, you know, and, but you really, it's not even that you're just like blindly going for it. You've like planned it out. Like you've done the research, done the job. And so I also. In every aspect. And that's why I think that it's tied in with the friendship thing. Like every single thing you do, you do it like, full force and I really mm-hmm. that. <laughs> and I appreciate it. Really good thing. You guys want to make me cry. <laughs> I was almost crying like talking about it. I was like, oh our friendship means a lot to me. I know when we drifted that was a sad time for me. So it was it was definitely a little difficult to start up again, but I'm also very glad that I did because it means a lot. I love you. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. I'm here. Yeah, Colleen, get out of the picture. <laughs> okay, Colleen. Is it time for Colleen? 
I think one of my favorite things, one, about you is your calm and consistently reassuring demeanor. You are always so supportive, no matter what. If I'm like, I just like don't, you know, feel the best today. You're like, that's okay. It's fine. Like, it's going to be better tomorrow. And I'm like, you're right. And then along with that, like calm and consistent demeanor, I feel like goes into your creativity because I feel like you're so creative, but in this like really like underdog kind of way, like that sounds weird. Maybe it's like, it's like an undertone for your personality, but you're like so creative in so many different ways. Like how, what you wear, what you like make your room look like or like any graphics you make you're just and I don't think you ever really you're very like humble about it I don't know if you really see how creative and like how good at it you are but I would say that just goes along with how like consistent you are as a human that's such a strange compliment I feel like to be consistent but like you are like definitely such a rock I would say so that like calm consistent the three c's calm, consistent, consistent, and creative. I would say that's like, I guess more than one, but I feel like that's all in the same <laughs> pot. I agree with all of that. I've told Colleen this before, like Colleen, you like think of yourself as like not that interesting of a person, but like I so strongly disagree with that statement. I agree. Yeah. The disagreement. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that didn't sound right. You are so creative, you know, and you, that's like, I mean, I definitely agree with all of what Amelia said um, and kind of like going off of that with the creativity thing, like you're always kind of down for anything, you know, like I feel like when people think of adventurous, they think of like doing like really wild stuff, you know, like just taking off and leaving all your friends and family and going to like the far corner of the earth or something. But like, that doesn't, that's not all that adventurous can mean. And I feel like you are adventurous um, in that you're always like down for doing whatever. Like anytime I come to you with an idea, you're, you get into it right away and you get like as equally excited about it as I do. And that's why I feel like we, especially with, I talk to you about a lot of my like blog stuff. Cause we like play off each other like with ideas because even though you don't think you do, you do have a lot of creativity in you. <laughs> I feel like you kind of just like vibe with what I'm thinking. <laughs> yes, I do vibe with you. <laughs> To add my own comment, not just repeat what Amelia said. <laughs> um, I, you are, have just always been one of the, this kind of still goes to what Amelia said, but you are just incredibly kind and accepting. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. Because I can definitely be a much like quicker to judge kind of person. Um, you have to kind of like earn my my trust and acceptance a little bit which is maybe not the best thing but like you are always so kind and accepting of everybody you're non-judgmental yes yeah and that's hard at least for me that's a little hard yeah me too <laughs> but, <laughs> i would say that's hard for me because i feel like i don't want to throw you under the bus there um with us not with us judgmental people but we are <laughs> 
I'll throw myself in the bus with you. <laughs> more with this, and Colleen balances balances us out with her non-judgment. That's true. Kindness. Okay, Maria, your turn. Be nice. I love you guys. <laughs> love you. <laughs> no. You want to go first, Amelia, or should I? My favorite part about me <laughs> is. <laughs> You go, because I know what I'm going to say, but I don't have the whole, like, but I'm scared that you're going to say what I have. Just kidding. But I don't have it in my head yet, like, fully fleshed out. So you go first. Okay. Well, I feel like we're all saying the same things about each other anyway. I know. Same as mine. It's okay. Um, (laughs) How well we know each other. We all think of the same thing. Boom. We know each other's. Yeah. Strengths. Not flaws. Strengths. (laughs) The opposite of flaws. Yeah, tell me all of my flaws. Go. <laughs> Your favorite flaws about me. <laughs> so, uh, one of my... <laughs> oh, God. Uh, one of my favorite things about Amelia, something that I really admire in Amelia, I've, told, I've talked to Daniel about this a lot, actually. Um, I really, really admire both your... Your, I guess your strength and your ability to be vulnerable because I think that's very rare and I don't think that I know anybody that is as good as showing up with their emotions and what they're feeling um, and... That's actually just, I'm sorry, I'm shocked because I don't feel that way about myself whatsoever like at all I feel like that's something I'm trying to get better at I see you that way big time because you know whenever you have like hard shit in your life I feel like you are so good at sharing it with us and letting us be there for you like obviously you have like your own private moments you know where like you just are like everyone has that where you're just like falling apart in your own bedroom by yourself but like you are because i mean you have always been this way you have a very very open and trusting heart Mm. and that enables you to be really vulnerable in a very special way with the people close to you and yes vulnerability can sometimes you know hurt you but i think for you ultimately it is a strength Wow. You always, you come through it. That's so nice. I feel like that's something I've worked on a lot over the past, like, year. So that's, like, really, really nice to hear. Thank you. But mine is different. Oh, my God. That was so loud. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, it ties in, again, it ties in with the whole, when open heart thing, Um, you're one of the most caring people that I I know <laughs> and it goes along with the considering thing because we all know that's a big thing that I am all about but I think you're kind of like Meredith Grey <laughs> you're everything for everyone I feel like <laughs> to a sometimes to a fault mm-hmm. on your end um the backhanded compliment time no I just, I just <laughs> Isn't, she's not as caring. You to just herself. wear yourself too thin, Amelia. Oh, no, no, I'm you're not as caring to yourself as you are to other people. Oh, I see. Okay. I think every single person you meet, you treat like they are your best friend. 
and I've said this before, but I think that truly everybody who you've met has been better off because they met you. Like, I think you are like a light in everybody's life. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how else to put that. <laughs> I just think you put your attention on every, you know, you put all of your attention on the person that you're with. Thanks guys. That's so nice. <laughs> so that was that was great. Good job, guys. Should we go ahead and wrap it up? Anything, any closing remarks? Of course I have one, Laura. I talk all the time. I have to have a closing remark. I would say something. I think it's always really nice to like force yourself to have conversations like this because you really like learn a lot. And I feel like it's it really helps you see your own personal growth with like, you know, a group of safe people or people who you feel very safe with, like your closest friends. So I think like, thank you, Laura, for having us like do this. And it's just a very like warming feeling inside, you know, wrap it up, Laura. Okay, well, this has been wonderful. As I expected, I knew this would be great. Um, so I just want to thank you both for taking the time to do this with me and for your friendship because it means the world to me. So happy Valentine's Day to you both. It's been an honor to be on this podcast with you. You guys should check in every week for Thoughts of Laura. Hashtag, Hashtag Thoughts of Laura. Thanks for that promotion, guys. Appreciate You're welcome. It. I'm sure it'll work. Everyone's going to listen to the very end. Just for that. <laughs> <laughs> the last two seconds. You're like, gotta hear it. <laughs> now. All right. Thanks again. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. So that's all for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it and found it fun to listen to. We had so much fun talking about all of this um, and making this episode for you. So regardless of your relationship status this year, I hope you have a wonderful Valentine's Day with people you love, whether that be family, friends, or a significant other. If you haven't already, please rate and review this podcast. Um, and follow me on Instagram at lots of Laura. Your support means so much. I put a lot of time and energy into the content that I make for this podcast and for my blog and Instagram. So knowing that you find it interesting or useful really, really means a lot. So that said, I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Stay happy, stay safe, stay true to yourself. Until next time. <laughs>